Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Curtis. On October 13, 2015, the Dutch Safety Board released a report about the downing of flight MH17, Malaysian Airlines 777, that crashed near Donetsk, Ukraine, in July 2014. The report covered a number of areas, including flights over conflict zones. At the time of the crash, that part of Ukraine had a number of active military engagements, including the downing of several military aircraft in the days leading up to the crash of MH17. Several hours before the report was released, I discussed these issues with BBC Radio. Neil, thank you very much. Hello and welcome to Newsday with Alan and Lawrence. We're looking ahead to the report expected on the case of MH17. Around a thousand relatives of those who died on board flight MH17 are expected to gather in the Netherlands today to hear the results of the official Dutch inquiry into what caused the Malaysian Airlines plane to crash in Ukraine last year. All 298 people on board were killed, and what's going to be released is a safety board report. It will not apportion blame for the disaster, but it gives a cause of events. Well, whether that's actually going to be enough for people, uh, we wait to see. Let's talk a little bit about the nitty-gritty of the report. Dr. Todd Curtis is the founder of the airsafe.com website and is a former aviation analyst with Boeing. Warm welcome to the program, Todd. Well, thanks for having me. This is an unusual one because, I mean, it's termed and we're talking about it as if it's an accident investigation. But most people don't think it's an accident. So how has that affected the reports into the case of MH17? Well, there really isn't a precedent for this sort of event. Uh, there have been cases in the past, uh, most notably uh, in 1988 when the U.S. Uh, shot down an Iranian airliner where there was some sort of military action. But the entity responsible for that action uh, confessed, in essence, uh, as to the role, and there was some openness as to the sequence of events that led up to it. The overwhelming circumstantial evidence is that there was a surface-to-air missile that was fired at the aircraft and brought it down. Exactly who fired it and why is one of the questions that, unfortunately, there's not cooperation on the other side to uh, resolve that issue. It's interesting. We should say that in the, past, in the last few days in preparation with this report or in the run-up to the report, Russia has had quite a few things to say about it. And uh, indeed, the Russians are accusing uh, the report of actually not paying attention to the Russian version of events. We're going to be talking about that a little later as, uh, as well. But in terms of, you know, all the conspiracy theories that have been swirling around it, is it conceivable that in a case like this, which after all was over a war zone, that more is known by certain agencies, I'm not saying who, than has actually been released. Is there other information that's been kept hidden, do you think? It's quite likely that there is other information. And of course, as many of your listeners will know, there's quite an extensive intelligence, uh, cooperative intelligence activity between the United States and the United Kingdom, amongst other countries, where there is surveillance, electronic and satellite over zones of conflict. And certainly this would have been an area that would have been of great interest to both the UK and the US authorities. So it's possible that they know more than they have let on to the investigating authorities. So th there is more truth out there? Uh, there is, but it goes beyond just this particular event. Uh, there is a whole system of uh, rules and procedures in place for flying over conflict zones, where civil aviation authorities inform airlines whether an area is safe or not. Typically, those organizations... Uh, amongst them Ukraine, 
Don't directly cooperate with intelligence organizations which may have far more detailed information about the risk. Can I ask about what we're going to learn in a few hours' time? I mean, the uh, parts of the uh, liner have been, of the airliner have been rebuilt by the Dutch investigators, painstakingly taking the jigsaw pieces from the sunflower uh, fields where they fell all that time ago. Um, but in terms of, for example, learning lessons about flying over conflict zones or dangerous areas, is anything going to change as a result of this? It's unlikely it will change because this is a conversation that uh, shouldn't just involve Ukraine and Russia. It should involve the world aviation community because the conflict zone issue is something that's an issue not just in Europe, but in Africa, Latin America, and any part of the world where there is significant military activity on the ground and significant civil aviation activity in the sky. Well, I want to thank you very much for coming on, Todd. Todd Curtis, a founder of airsafe.com website. Well, thanks for having me. For more information on MH17, please visit mh17.airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.